Transforming a Nation. In this podcast, Janet discusses the church's role, mandate, and practical strategies for societal transformation. Be encouraged, as Janet shares prophetic insights for realigning nations with God's original plan and their kingdom destiny. Hello everyone, we're in a time of war, the nations are gathering together in war against Israel and as I've just been praying in these days, I really felt the Spirit of God said that we need to look at this aspect of war and Israel's history, the history of the land and so we're going to do this in two parts, two podcasts, part one and part two and I really pray today that God would give you a, um, a desire and give you a heart for Israel if you don't have one already and that he would give you understanding that the spirit of wisdom and understanding would fall upon you that you would have revelation amen and that God's heart would be imparted to you concerning his land amen and concerning the Jews as a people and his people his own very own people and the scripture says that we've been engrafted into the vine amen we've been engrafted into Israel first um, uh, Israel was established God's people um, were established and then the Gentiles were established and the scripture says that we have been engrafted into the vine and so we owe our history we have our roots not in Christianity but in the Jewishness of the word of God amen Jesus is Jewish he'll always be Jewish and so and the Jews as a people have paid a terrible terrible price a very high price for um, the establishment of them as a people, a national identity, and also for the establishment of them as a, a nation, the nation of Israel. And so God has a plan, he has a purpose, and he wants us as Gentiles to be able to enjoy those blessings. He wants us as Gentiles to know um, um, the establishment of the land, to know about his people, um, to know even their very culture, to learn their language. So um, we would understand our history and we would understand exactly what Je how Jesus lived on the earth and what he came to do and how he observed the feasts and how he ab observed every part of the culture that um, religious Jews still observe today. But yet he observed it through the power of the Spirit. Amen. All right. So let's have a look at a bit of the history of the land. I'm just looking at some spiritual and some natural facts um, of what what is taking place around us because we're in the days of war. And so um, Israel, um, it has been said that as Israel goes, so does the church go. And I know that um, there's a great prophet in um, the United States, um, Chris Reed from Morningstar um, Ministries, and God gave him a dream two um, weeks ago, and, and he spoke to him very strongly and very directly about the nation of Israel and the United States. And as Israel goes, so does the United States. Well, as Israel goes, so does the church. And so in the natural, we see things and in the spiritual. And so in this podcast, we want to look at natural facts. We want to look at spiritual facts about the land. And then, as I said, we'll look at the natural war and we'll look at the spiritual war. Amen. All right, so let's have a look at a bit of the history and the modern-day history of Israel. Um, 
we see that in 1517 that the Ottoman Empire conquered the region. Okay, and they ruled Israel until the British conquered it in 1917. The region was ruled under the British mandate for Palestine until 1948. But for this nation to um, uh, be officially recognized and be given its land in 1948, we want to look at some scriptures as to what led up to this. Well, the first scripture we see is found in um, Isaiah 66 verse 8, where Isaiah was prophesying many, many years before. And he says, Who hath heard of such a thing? Who hath seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Very, very interesting. Even the prophet is saying, um, many will say, who hath heard of such a thing? And if you and I were living um, around 1948, and we would also have said many of the nations of the world had never ever believed that this could take place. Jewish people themselves never believed that this could take place. Who hath seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Shall a nation not be born in a day? Amen. And so Isaiah is prophesying about the establishment of the um, nation of Israel as an identity, um, a nation with its own peoples, amen, that has its own culture based on the word of God, based on the Torah, a nation, that um, um, a city of Jerusalem where Jesus was so prevalent and did most of his ministry in Jerusalem and up north on the Lebanon border, um, which is Galilee, um, Caesarea. And and so um, we see then that this piece of land has been debated and has been um, legalized in the natural. It's been legalized in the spirit. It's been spoken of many, many thousands of years before. We see even 2,500 years before um, the nation um, found, the Jews found themselves in their own nation. We see scriptures, um, for example, Ezekiel 37 verses 11 to 14, where the Lord and the Spirit of the Lord comes upon Ezekiel, a major Old Testament prophet, just as Isaiah, an Old Testament prophet, major prophet. And he says to me in verse 11, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. This is what the sovereign Lord say, says. I'm prophesying in the first person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and first person um, of the, the, uh, by the Spirit of God. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Verse 13, then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and I have done it, declares, says the Lord. So 
Um, very interesting how the prophet is prophesying and, and um, many times in Ezekiel the Lord says what do you see, what do you see and the prophets beginning to see the modern day prophet sees the Old Testament prophet sees the New Testament prophet sees and so this is a major prophet that was prophesying about the land as we prophesy of our own nations and we align Israel uh, our own nations to Israel and we bring that alignment in the spirit because something takes place God begins to activate and release angelic hosts to bring these words to pass as we step out in faith and as we believe these prophetic words and so God was looking for a people the Jews that would believe his word that had been spoken in the Torah and the Jews are um, always the Jewish nation um, is reflecting back to the Torah because this is the covenant this is what God had spoken about their land and so the Lord says to um, Ezekiel verse 12 prophesy and say to them this is the plan of the Lord this is what I have ordained for you as a people Amen. This is what I have ordained for you to become a nation. He says, in a time of great destruction where there was no nation, where there were no people that had gathered together and ha that had a national identity, he says, I'm going to open your graves. Isn't that incredible? I am going to cause that which has died. I'm going to resurrect the nation. I'm going to resurrect the people. He says, I'm going to bring you up and I'm going to take you back to the land. Why? So that I, the Lord, will be known as your people, will be known as God. I will open your graves and bring you up from them. I will settle you in your own land. Very, very important here. God wanted to show himself on the earth. Amen. He wanted to show himself just as he spoke um, in the Garden of Eden. Amen. And as he gave the Garden of Eden to Adam and Eve to tend, he gave them to steward this garden. He gave them to look after this garden because he wanted to show himself as God. Amen. And he wanted to walk and he wanted to talk with them. And so here the Lord is saying, I will open your graves. I will settle you in your land. I will do a completely new thing. Amen. And the world had no hope. Nobody would have said that in a, in a day, um, in, in 1948, that God would have established the land. Amen. And established the people. So where do we find ourselves today? Well, we find the powers of the world. We find the nations of the world, the major nations like um, the United States. We find major um, bodies like the United Nations, the UN, all right? We find um, the USA. We find Russia, China. These are major powers, world powers. We find um, the European Union all wanting to decide um, who should rule the land, amen? All wanting to make decisions and, and decrees as to where the Jews um, and the God's people should fit in in society, where they should fit in and be established and, and, and live within the borders of, of Israel. Amen. Yet God had said in his word that this is my land. Amen. Now, Israel in the Middle East is surrounded by Arab nations. And if we think of these Arab nations, Syria, we think of Egypt, 
We think of Iraq, Iran, Persia, Pakistan, um, Iran, known as Persia um, in the word. Um, if we look at the Babylonian um, um, Empire and we look at the Persian Empire and the Prince of Persia. Um, Daniel had to deal with the Prince of Persia in, in prayer. Um, this is Iran um, uh, wanting to take control of Israel. We look at Pakistan, we look at Lebanon, we look at Saudi Arabia, we look at Bahrain, we look at Oman, we look at Jordan, we, we look at Afghanistan, all these, these Arab states and have a look at the map and just as you can see all these these green territories on the map and you'll see this one little blue territory and that's Israel amen and so all these nations are wanting to drive the Jews out of their own land and wanting this little piece of land but yet they have these these masses of land that um you know they claim is theirs but yet they want this one little piece of land so is it the land question or is it something more than the land question and we want to understand the warfare around it okay so you have a look at the map on the screen and just study that and allow god to give you revelation as we are teaching this and allow God to show you hidden things and give you a new love for Israel, give you a love for his people and put his heart um, within you. Amen. We just we don't just want a mental ascent. We don't just want emotional um, um, connections. We want a real heart. We want God's heart to be our heart. Amen. Um, for the nation of Israel. So who has a right to decide on the land? Well, let me say that the land has been decided already because in Genesis 15 verse 18, God says, On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham and said to him, Your descendants, I will give you this land from the wadi of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates. Now, if we look at the dimensions of the land, and we see Israel as a small little nation, the size um, in terms of land mass of the Kruger Park, surrounded by the West Bank, surrounded by Gaza on the east, and we see that it's even surrounded by um, Lebanon in, on the north. Um, it's a very, very small piece of land. But this is a very, very valuable piece of land and um, it's a, a many uh, if you would look at it in the natural um, and hear people speaking um, this is a very very valuable um, piece of real estate okay to a business person to a government it's a piece of real estate to us it's a, it has more than that and um, the value of it is the fact that it's God's land amen and Jesus will be returning to the city of Jerusalem that's why it can never ever be handed over to um, the Arabs why because God um, had prophesied he'd spoken it so many years ago and he had planned that the nation would be born in a day and so it's God's covenant land. Who owns the land? Yes, 
um, Israel um, was um, given the nation. They were in one day, and the nation was established and and formalized, legalized, and the British handed over the territory to um, the Israelites. And so David Ben Gurion, uh, I believe, who was the first president, he he um, um, legislated and he defined the borders of Israel. Okay, and but years before in Genesis 17 verses 7 to 8, he says, I will establish my covenant with you as an everlasting covenant. And how did God show his covenant in the natural? He says, between me and you, your descendants after you for the generations to come. So years after, generationally, God was speaking and he's saying, I have established my covenant and I will be your God and the God of your descendants. The whole land of Canaan where you reside as a foreigner, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants. You see, God wanted to reform. He wanted to restore. He wanted to resurrect the land. And the the Jewish people were foreigners in a different land. Okay? We just have to think back to the Holocaust. Look what happened between 1941 and 1945. Okay, when three million Jews were gassed in in um, the chambers in in uh, Germany by um, this this terrible dictator um, uh, Adolf Hitler, who carried um, the 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 curse of death upon him, who carried the spirit of murder, and wanted the Jewish nation as a nation, the people as a nation, to be completely obliterated and removed from the earth. Okay. And so where, do, where were the Jews? They were um, in, in um, the whole of Europe and, and they were foreigners in Europe because the promise of the Lord still stood that I'm going to return you to your own land. Okay, And he says, this will be an everlasting possession to you and your descendants. So God made a way, and and we have to understand today that the Jews have paid a terrible price. Um, as a nation, they almost died. Um, very few um, um, obviously lived. We still find some Holocaust survivors in Israel today, um, and they paid a high price for being um, God's chosen people. Right, and so therefore, as Gentiles, we can never mock, we can never deride them, we can never. Um, we find so much anti Semitism in the Christian church today, whereas Jesus gave birth through death, through death, the Holocaust. The land was given to them. Why? Because the British didn't know what to do with the people, and this is what um, the natural. Um, 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 is saying this is what uh, uh, the history books are saying that um, Germany didn't know what to do with the rest of the Jews, Poland and many European nations. But yet uh, uh, God raises up um, and and chooses and to change the heart of man. And the Brits, British Empire decides to give um, Israel her own nation. 
Amen. And so this was this was born out of death. Je- Jesus gave death on the cross, um, his life on the cross, that we could have land, that we could have land in the natural and land in the spirit, that we could be reborn. And so here was a nation that was being resurrected from the dead, first um, through Jesus on the cross, through the covenant, amen, through the word that was spoken. And so... Um, uh, who has r- the right to decide the land? The Lord says, it is my land and I've given it to my people. I've given them jurisdiction over the land to their generations and descendants until um, I return to the land. Okay, And this is why there can never ever be an affiliation and, uh, between Allah and, and Issa and because it's Issa, the Lord Jesus Christ, and God himself through the covenant. Jesus cut covenant on the cross for the land, amen, for the word to be um, established, for the word to be birthed. So the promise did not rest on Israel's faithfulness. The promise rests on the covenant, God's faithfulness, and that covenant will never, ever be broken. So fast forward then to the Palestinian question. Okay, Palestine is currently recognized um, by 138 out of 193 nations in the United Nations. Right, and so in 1948, the, the as I said, the um, British gave the land back to the Jews, and it was divided between the West Bank and Gaza. And you can have a look at the map right now. You can see Israel in the middle. You can see the West Bank. You can see Gaza. And it was actually Jordan and Egypt that had ruled the Gaza under the British mandate. Okay, Jordan and Egypt that had ruled um, uh, the West Bank, Jordan being on the right side of the West Bank and um, Egypt being um, on the south side of Gaza. All right. And so the United Nations defined the borders in 1948. And so Israel started to grow as a nation. But this is when the war started to take on um, a new form and a new trajectory because Palestine became recognized in 1988 as a nation, formally as a nation, joined the the body of the United Nations. And so many have tried to take away Israel's land to expand Palestine, to expand um, the West Bank, to expand the Gaza. We find that Yasser Arafat was um, one of the first presidents of Palestine, and um, it was then given over to Mahud Abbas. And we see at the present time um, Gaza, which is Palestine. We see Hamas, um, which is the um, terrorist organization, which is ruling and which is governing uh, uh, um, the Gaza at the moment. Um, And so what are the other nations that are trying to take control of Israel? What are the other nations that are trying to take away the land and give it back to Gaza, give it back to the Palestinians? Well, Iran, very, very importantly, which is Persia, 
Um, we see the organization that Iran works through, and that's Hezbollah, um, which is in the north. Um, in Lebanon, we see Russia and China, and we see Syria are involved, and we also um, see some places um, of Egypt are also involved. Will there ever, ever be peace? No, there will never be peace. Why? Because this is not just a natural war. This is a spiritual war. And so we want to look at the implications of nations that align with Israel and nations that align with Palestine. And we can see um, that nations that align with Israel are nations that are blessed because of the covenant. The blessing of Almighty God comes upon the nation. The curse of Almighty God comes upon nations that align with Hamas and that align with Palestine. And that's why many, many um, nations that align with Palestine and, and um, are, are aligned with um, Islam and its values are nations that are cursed. They're cursed in terms of poverty. They are cursed financially. They are cursed in their land mass. They are cursed with warfare. They are cursed um, in, in many, many ways. But when you align um, with um, an, uh, Israel as a nation, the blessing of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob comes upon us. Amen. And when you personally, as a believer today, align in your heart with Israel and ask God to give your heart for Israel, give your heart for his people and his very own people who have sacrificed so much, who walked in the wilderness for 40 years, amen, whose land was taken away from them and Jesus gave birth for that land to um, be resurrected, amen. When we align with them in our heart, God blesses us and God get, uh, they, those same covenantal blessings fall upon us, amen. So we are in a heightened season of warfare and that's what we want to speak about in part two um, I want to teach you on the significance of the war in the natural and in the spirit. Will the war ever end? No, it won't end. Amen. In fact, it's going to um, get more intense as the return of the Lord Jesus comes closer. And so we want to look at these nations that are aligned in war against Israel, that are aligned in the spirit against Israel and against the church. Amen. So God bless you. I trust that you've enjoyed this first part. My prayer for you is that the Spirit of the Lord would give you a, a vision, would give you a heart and a love for um, the Jewish people. Amen. And that just as God put them in their own land and gave them jurisdiction over their own land to serve their land, we as a, as a um, body of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Gentiles, the church, can move into a place of serving Israel and praying for her and loving her as a nation. God bless you.